Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. So, Pastor Don, last week mm-hmm. we dug deeper into the bishop sermon. We did. We did. It was. I thought the bishop did a wonderful job. Yep. And this week... We're I thought you did a wonderful job. Well, Thank I, you. I, I wasn't here. I appreciate here. that. I was over at the Lakes Lutheran. Yeah, for those uh, of you who don't know, Pastor Scott was over preaching at the Lakes Lutheran. Where is your camera? Is it here? Yeah, it's right it? here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so go. it's kind of weird. Um, so, yeah, Pastor Scott was over at the Lakes Lutheran helping people, uh, helping that service. I'm going to be there this weekend. and But we can start our new sermon series, yep. Hope and Healing. And week one was kind of more of an introduction to this idea of hope. We're going to get a little bit more specific about some of the things that we do uh, from a spiritual perspective to bring hope into our lives. But this week was more of an overview, and I just wanted to talk about how hope really does change everything. Um, and so spent a good amount introducing the topic and just talking about the way hope can affect people's lives. And we thought it was important to do this series because we, as we do worship planning and had some of the comments that had come to us, uh, both on the worship planning team and beyond, was... You know, we're just living in this time where it continues to be, it's a tough time. And, and, yeah. I, and I know some of that's relative because, you know, there are people who've lived through world wars and right. things like that. Exactly. But when you have COVID and all of its effects with the economy and some of, uh, you know, the, the impacts of that, and it seems like every day we're reading more about the supply chain issues and how that's impacting Mm-hmm. Uh, things I know when I've gone to restaurants lately, usually it's just to get something to bring home. Not as many people working and the lines are long. There's just a lot of stuff going on and then everything else that's going on in people's lives. And somebody just said, right. we need some hope. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of uncertainty. And it's causing people to feel like things maybe aren't going to get better or can't get better. And uh, a little bit of hopelessness out yep. there. And uh, we do need to be reminded that in Christ. We can always have hope, and and I and I get that from a spiritual point of view. But we also wanted to be very practical about this idea of hope and healing in our lives, and just some of the things it can bring and does bring uh, into our lives, and some of the ways that we tap into that source of hope that is Christ. Of course. Now, Pastor Don, I know when you delivered the message again, I I listened to it since I wasn't here. I watched online. And by the way, in case you missed it, you can find it here on Facebook uh, as well. If you want to scroll down in the video section or you can go to the YouTube uh, right. channel as well and and find it there. Um, you you And I don't want to... Well, well, let's start because you shared a Bible verse that's right. common. You know, we know. A lot of people, if you've ever been to a wedding, I said this in the sermon, if you've been to a wedding, you understand the Bible verse... Um, love is patient, love is kind, you know, where, where it starts out with this idea that I can, in fact, speak in the languages of angels and, and, but don't have love, I'm only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. 
And then it goes on. And then we, the part that a lot of us know, either from a wedding or maybe just from a poster or something, is love is patient, love is kind, it does envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. And it kind of goes on and says what love is. And we did a sermon series on that yep. one, I remember, a few years back. And I thought that was a lot of fun. But then at the very end, it, said, it says, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And then, of course, it says the greatest of these is love. And so we focus a lot. On love. Yep. Uh, Every week. It's because it's the greatest of the three. And we focus a lot on faith because we are a faith-based organization. But we don't focus a lot on hope. Yeah, and I think you made a good point of that. And I, as I thought about it, totally agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's why some people said we need some hope. We need some hope. <laughs> uh, but it's one of the big three, you know. And so anytime God is telling you that these three particular attributes are important and necessary for a, a strong life, then maybe you should, we should take time considering all of those three. Because I do believe that in order to become the fulfillment of the kind of people God wants us to become, we, we definitely have to have love. Yeah. And then you've got to have faith, because that's what connects you to the source of that love. But we've got to have hope. Yep. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and so... Yeah, we've got, and we've got a few questions we're going to get to, yep. um, but we just want to make the point, especially for those of you listening to the podcast, to remind you, once again, this is an introduction to hope. This is, a, and I, we're not going to get into necessarily the meat of how to instill more of that hope into your life right now, but just some broad overview of some of the aspects of hope. And one of the things you have to understand, this is not a new agey sermon you know just is not look in the look in the mirror and go you know god i'm, I'm a good person i look good and gosh darn it people like me you know i this look is, in the mirror i have no hope <laughs> very little hope if i this is not a new agey just self-talk type of thing hope is so much more than an emotion yep Hope is actually, and studies have shown this. I, I read about, I read several studies uh, 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 that have studied this idea of hope, and they have shown that people can actually develop the attribute of hope. It is so much more than just an emotion. It is an attribute, something like where people can be optimistic, right? I'm trying to think of some, what are some other examples of things that we can develop and nurture in our lives? Um, people can be in shape, right? People can be physically in shape if Just they work at it. Like me. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. Whoa. Careful. <laughs> Almost got shot by that big gun over there. <laughs> and, and so we can, even as we can develop muscles, if we make that effort, right. we can develop hope as well. Yes, it is something that we can create and, and instill more into our souls. Of course, this is through the power of Christ and through our relationship with God. Because yeah. that's where hope originates. Just like love, you know, God is love. Yeah. This this attribute of hope and, and, and finding hope, even in somewhat hopeless situations, really comes to us from God. So um, The verse comes to my mind, uh, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. With God, all things are possible. And so yes. it, it would make sense that with God, with Christ, we can increase hope too. Right. Hope is critical. It is critical to your success in your family, in your life, in your relationships. And uh, as we mentioned in the sermon, it doesn't take much hope to really change someone's attitude entirely around. I thought it was interesting. You used uh, in something you read as you researched your sermons. Mm -hmm. Somebody said 10% more hope makes a big difference. And I read this about a psychologist who 
who's been a counselor. So he, he sees people that, you know, come in, their relationships on the rocks. They feel like their relationship is hopeless. Their life is hopeless, different things like that. And he coupled that with some research that he did um, with questionnaires and so forth over a period of like a decade. And he found that just a 10% increase in hope, hmm. 10% is enough to save a marriage. It's enough to turn around somebody's entire attitude about something. It's just that when we feel like we don't have any hope, that's when we get so discouraged. And discouragement is one of the most negative uh, emotions. I think the devil loves to discourage us. He mm. likes to make us think that it's not going to get better. God isn't with us. Uh, he uses discouragement as a way to keep us shackled, right? And all it takes is that little bit of hope. I, I was wondering, and I, I don't have the answer, mm -hmm. where we got the 10%. Yeah, and I, I know it's weird. How it's do you measure that? Psychology, but, you know, exactly. Uh, how do you measure 10% increase in hope? But at the same time, and obviously I can't name names, mm -hmm. but yesterday somebody came into my office early, a uh, woman, mm -hmm. concerned, rightfully so, about her marriage. Mm, okay. And we talked about it, and again, i got to kind of watch details here, but I said, you know, I don't think this is over yet, and I think there is hope. Oh, absolutely. And, that, and in some of the things that we, we talked about... Um, you know, through the day, something developed where it did give her more hope. It gave me more hope, too, frankly, mm -hmm. and that, too. But it wasn't much. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit more. Just, and it's, and you could, I could tell it in her you know, response. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Uh, Connie put on there that hope is Easter. I mean, really, that is, think about the hopelessness that the disciples felt. And then when they saw Jesus rise from the grave, that was when they increased their hope. Uh, changed so much that they went out and changed the entire world. And Tommy put, uh, when you mentioned the 10% during your sermon, it made me think of the different instances and areas where I can apply, and we're not able to see the rest of that, Tommy. So maybe It says see more, but I can't get it can't to click show more. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it's interesting that 10% really strikes home with a lot of people. I think it gives people hope to know that when they feel bad, it doesn't take much. Yeah. The, the situation doesn't need to completely change. We just need a little bit of a change in attitude about the situation to really be more hopeful about it. You know, well, we've got a couple questions. Yeah. Let's look at some. Well, um, actually, Pastor Jim uh, Slater and Krista weren't able to join us today live, but he sent in some notes and a couple of things he said. I wanted to share some lines from the sermon that struck my fancy. Okay. I think that's New Englandish. Oh, yeah, for, yeah. He needs to get know, back out uh, west. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the first one was hope is essential for our lives. It is. Yeah. And then second one, um, and maybe if you'd expand on that a little more, hope is not a fickle feeling. Right. It's more than a feeling. It is. Um, feelings are very temperamental. Uh, they're very up and down. You can feel very good about something in one moment and feel very terrible about it in the next. Um, and I, the example I use in my sermon is a, a relationship. It could be a friendship. Marriage is one that really comes to my mind because you can be very appreciative and in love with your spouse in one moment and a couple of comments or a situation and half an hour later you, can, you guys can be ready to... To strangle each other, that's, not like that, literally. That's, that's never happened to me. Never, you know, you never. <laughs> I hear you talk. No, actually, Debbie, he doesn't ever say anything bad about you. But, um, and so this is not the kind of hope we're talking about. We're not talking about a hope that is based upon circumstance or upon how people are treating you or upon 
what is the outside world is exerting on your life. This hope, it, it kind of, it mirrors this idea of peace, right? Having hope and peace even when the situation is not very hopeful or very peaceful. And this is one of those deeper feelings that we can nurture in our lives that just keeps us steady, right? And that's, I thought that was a really good point that he wanted to say. Because if I, if I can, because we're going to come back to questions here in a yeah. second, that really kind of launches me into what I think is an important point. It was the first point of the sermon was that hope gives strength to our lives and an anchor to our souls. And I get this straight from Scripture. Remember, we, when we do these things, this isn't stuff we just come up with. Um, we research this, we study things, and we spend time with God's Word. From Hebrews 6, 18-19, the whole verse was 17-20, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I just want to read this, this one particular part that kind of focuses on this anchor for our souls, right? That as the storm rages around us, we still have stability. Um, doesn't change the storm, but it changes us. And it says, so God has given both his promise and his oath. And I didn't say much about that in the sermon, but since we're going deeper, this is just a promise to us that, that God has promised us these things in our lives. And God doesn't lie, right? right? God can't lie to us. He's just incapable of that. So when he makes us a promise and he makes us an oath, it's something that we can hold on to. And then it goes on to say, and these two things are unchangeable, which is what I just said, because it is impossible for God to lie. Okay. So when we talk about his promises, his oaths, we can really rely on these things. Therefore, we who have fled to God for refuge, right? And we do, you do it in prayer. You do it in worship. You do it simply by thinking about him. All the different ways that we are able to flee to God can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Right, the hope in these promises that God loves us, he's with us, he doesn't abandon us, he'll strengthen us. These are the promises he's talking about. And this is what he says. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor. And I just love this idea of anchoring. Max Lucado in one of his books talks about anchoring deep in God. Hmm. Right? Uh, and, and when we anchor deep in God, we anchor deep in his promises, we have that hope that kind of springs from that anchoring deep. Because um, when there's a storm that rages, those salty sea captains will tell you, you, know, you don't tie off to the dock, you don't tie off to another boat. You throw your anchors in, you anchor deep, and you weather the storm that way. Mm. And as we weather the storm of COVID and all the uncertainty and the division in our country, we've got to anchor deep into God. I want to just, uh, Randy made a comment here. And again, I'm going to hope that I can pull up the rest of it. And I have no idea why that's... There, there we go. Goes. Uh, Randy says, Hope brings peace of mind whether you hope for uh, sustenance through a tough time in one's life or hoping your favorite sports team wins the game. <laughs> um, I don't think God cares about sports. Well, maybe not that much. But maybe the Raiders. But, and, you know, Randy's going through <laughs> stuff in his own life. He's well, got health issues, he and his wife. And, and, and Joe, his wife, I mm-hmm. think I can say this, Randy, hopefully... Uh, Joe just had surgery on her heart valve. It went well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I called her on uh, Sunday afternoon because surgery was early mon- Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we had a prayer, talked about the hope and, mm-hmm. and that, and, uh, and things went well. And so, um, but you're absolutely right, Randy. Yeah. 
Let's get back to another comment. Uh, the other comment that, um, and this relates to what you just read, Pastor Jim shared, is that hope is a promise and an oath of God. That was one of the things that mm -hmm. uh, stood out for um, um, for uh, Pastor Jim. And then he said, it's so true as hope what floats us. Maybe you could yeah. share where that came from. It keeps us buoyant, he says, in our faith. Yeah. Uh, I used an analogy of from David Letterman. He had a, a sex on a show. I looked it up on YouTube because I'd read about it. So I went and I looked it up and, and saw some of the segments. And it's it's goofy. It's typical David Letterman stuff when he was younger. Uh, and he would just do kind of crazy stuff. And they had a big tank. I want to say the tank was, you know, maybe like six feet wide and about five feet deep. And they would throw stuff in it to see if it would float. But before <laughs> they would do that, they would survey people to see how many people think this is going to float, how many people don't. You know, just goofy things like a, a can of spam does not float. I, I bet the spam itself would, but yeah, maybe this, maybe, maybe it's the water. Or the, I, I I don't know. Um, like they threw a bicycle in there one time. They just <laughs> all this crazy stuff they would throw in, uh, and the idea is that hope helps us float, helps us float above our problems, helps us float above the things that continue to try to drag us down and, and drown us, and um, used a uh, psalm. 31, be strong and let your heart take courage. All you have hope in the Lord, hmm. right? Hope helps, helps us find that courage and that strength to rise above, uh, to float, if you will. And then I used a, a wonderful analogy. I, I really hope some of you will go and buy the book Unbroken. It is a wonderful story about Louis Zampernini. Uh, and I'm not going to get into all the details of that here on this podcast. Because they can and watch the sermon. They can yeah. watch the sermon, and I, I won't spend much more time with that. But it is a, a story about a, a guy who just, he just goes through one difficult situation after another. He has all this promise, and then World War II comes along, and, and his, his promise of being a world athlete is kind of put on hold. And then he gets, they crash, and they survive at sea, and then they get captured, and all the stuff he goes through. And you think finally when he's rescued and freed from his imprisonment, Life's going to just be fine, right? Fairy tale ending. And that's where the movie ends because there's a movie called Unbroken as well based on the book. And that's where the movie ends. But that's actually when his journey hmm. for the rest of his life just gets started. And there's a lot of, a lot of emphasis on uh, finding hope in the midst of that. And that's what he says uh, when interviewed. Louis says, the thing that kept him going in all those Japanese prison camps was hope. Yeah. Hope that he could get home to his family. Right, And then when he got home and, and was dealing with all the demons from his captivity, he went to a Billy Graham crusade. Mm. And, and, and in that crusade, Billy Graham talked about the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. And, and it finally resonated with him. And, and that is what turned his life back around and launched it in a much uh, in a beautiful direction. A deeper way. A much deeper way. Deeper it really way was. You know, that yeah. kind of, I, I think, maybe leads into a question that Pastor Fred Mm -hmm. Schaefer asked, and, sure. and uh, by the way, uh, Pastor Fred used to do Good News at Noon on Wednesdays, and we preempted him with this, but he's now uh, doing it on Saturdays when he can, so uh, feel free to check out on Saturday when Pastor Fred gets on for Good News at Noon, but he asked the question because uh, he said, I'm paraphrasing a bit, it's not in front of me, but what do you say to somebody who's lost a loved one suddenly, or maybe a child's going through some neuro neurological yep. disease issues or you know just some really tough situations where what's the basis he asked for hope at that point point? and fred i just want to say that i think that's such a good question 
Um, and before I answer it, I just want to, I do want to say hi to Michelle Childers, yeah. uh, joining us from New Zealand. New Zealand. Uh, international. Truly, truly international. I was just telling Chris uh, that my son is in Guam and is pretty much in the same time zone as you guys are, Michelle. Uh, so, hello. Good to see you. So, Michelle's watching us tomorrow. <laughs> she is. Today. She's watching us tomorrow. tomorrow. Exactly. This is good news on Thursdays, or <laughs> deeper on Thursdays for Michelle. So, um, this idea... The basis you, for It hope, doesn't yeah. change the situation. Your loved one is still gone. And I think grief... And we're going to talk more about yep. this on All Saints Sunday with yep. this particular topic. We're going to really just focus on that question kind of alone... But we can address it now. Um, it's not about the situation. It's about our attitude towards the situation. So when we are in grief, and you can be grieving a loved one's demise. Um, you can be grieving the loss of a relationship. Um, you can be grieving the lo- loss of your health or somebody you care about's mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. All of those things are grief. The Bible tells us we do not, we do not grieve as non-believers, because we grieve with hope. Now, there's a very important aspect to it. We still grieve. Yep. And grief is a part of the process, and we have to go through that grief. It's unrealistic to think it's not going to be. I mean, right. because when we've loved people, it's going to hurt to lose them. But there is there's hope. hope. There's hope. It's not just complete darkness. There's a light in the darkness. Yeah. Um, and some of my, some of our maybe more conservative or evangelical brothers and sisters in Christ will say, well, we shouldn't even be sad when somebody dies because they're with Jesus, they're in heaven. And yes, they are. But I think that's unrealistic because what are we're grieving? We're not grieving the fact that they're not with Jesus. We're grieving the fact that they're not with us. (laughs) That's right. And so there is grief. And so we accept that grief. We take it in and we work, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't get to go around it. We don't get to go over it. We go through it. Mm-hmm. I will not fear, for God is with me. And I think that's kind of the key to, to what Fred's asking, yeah. is to allow yourself to move through the grief. You don't get to avoid it, because it is the human condition that we will be, things will, things will break. Yeah. Bodies, relationships... Um, uh, jobs, people, we break. Things break. Things die. Things cease to be. But we go through that valley because God is with us, and that's where the hope comes in. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I want to be careful how I say this mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm not trying to put anyone down. As people of faith, it's hard for us at times, but we have hope. What what I, um, I don't. I don't want to say struggle with is, but I feel for people who don't have that hope in Jesus Christ that we have. Because now, Talk about all fatalistic. that stuff hits. It's just, Where is the hope? You know? You know, it's, I've seen some non-believers go through grief. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I have a lot of non-believer friends and, and just awareness of non-believers in the world around me. They don't go through it as well. Yeah. It's very fatalistic. Yeah. Oh, well. That's, it's over. It's just the way it is. I guess, what can you do? I mean, and so that's, 
not always, but that's kind of the general attitude when you don't have faith. Oh, well, you know, it's just life. You know, I've heard, I just hear these phrases like this a lot. And so you, you're trucking through it, but there's not much light in the midst of that. You're just going forward um, on pure strength of will. And there's not somebody beside you to accompany you. There's not someone in front of you to lead you. Um, and there's not the hope of eternal life, which, you know, the promise of heaven is a beautiful promise. Yep. And um, that we will see our loved ones again. There's no more tears, no more goodbyes. I mean, all of that is the promise of heaven. So, Fred, thank you for that question. It's a very good one. Yeah. And, and like you said, we'll deal more with that. That first Sunday of November is All Saints Sunday. Yeah. And, and that's when we'll dig into that, too. But even outside of death, and you've talked about this, is there are other places where hope can sometimes seem like it's a ways away. And right. that's why I think, you know, again, we're doing this sermon series because we've heard the need from people to say, you know, we need a little hope. COVID, we're getting close to two years of dealing with this. And when we started hearing about it in the late right. fall of 19 or 2019, yeah. uh, and, you know, and then the economic impact and, and just there's so much stuff. And that has nothing to do with everything else going on in people's lives too. We need yeah. hope. You throw on top of that just life. Yeah. I did a funeral service for a couple. They, uh, and the people, I had done a baptism for the daughter. And so it was the siblings who came to me. And it was a mom, their mom and dad had passed. Uh, she was 59. I think he was 61. Mm. They had uh, both chosen to not get vaccinated. And they both ended up getting COVID. And they wow. both ended up dying from it. So, so there's... And the, and the siblings had begged them to get a COVID shot. And so not only was there grief, there was frustration, right? This could have been avoided type of a thing. And so there was all this emotion in, 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 as we get ready for this funeral service. And one of the three is a believer. Wow. And the other two don't necessarily, they're not against religion or faith, but they just, they haven't made it a part of their life. And it was really different. It was really amazing to see how the three of them interacted. This is one of the examples from what I was saying earlier. One was just very fatalistic and just angry, yeah. uh, non, non-believer. Uh, the other one was kind of like uh, just getting through it. He was, he was the more intellectual one, more philosophical. And he goes, well, yeah, it's life. Everybody dies. Um, but there was still so much anger and frustration. It was only the one sibling that had faith that didn't seem to have that bitterness residing in her life. It was very fascinating yeah. to watch this happen amongst the three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're we're kind of getting to a point where we have to kind of wind it up. Sure. But Lori Sukup asked the question, and I'm not sure if we've hit it. She mm-hmm. said those, you had four examples or four kind of practical. Three. 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 Yep. Three, Lori. Uh, hope gives strength to our lives and is an anchor for our souls. And we talked about that, that anchor, right? The storm rages, but we have the stability uh, in the midst of the storm. Uh, hope helps you to bounce back. And that was that example of David Letterman, does it float? Yes, hope helps us to float. So if we were on that show and we had hope in our lives, we would float to the top of the tank. Uh, it helps us to bounce back from the difficult. We will get knocked down. But people with hope in their lives and faith, they, they get back up. Yeah. We all get knocked down. We get back up. And then the last thing, and I won't spend a ton of time with this, because we'll probably be going into this a little bit more in some of the future sermons, but this idea that hope helps us make a difference. Hmm. Why? 
Well, because we don't just live our lives for ourselves. When you have hope, you know that God is still with you. And some of the greatest ministries, organizations that have ever been formed have been formed by people that didn't have resources, but they had hope that God would help them make a difference. And so they never gave up, even when it was hard going. I use the example of Tom Egham, who did a sermon here a couple weeks ago. Founder of Hope for, for Kids. For Kids International. Because yeah. if you just look up Hope for Kids, it's, there's a couple different yeah. organizations. But Hope for Kids International. And there were several times where he was very discouraged. But he sure. never gave up hope that God was using him to make a difference. And now thousands of wells, uh, millions of people helped over the four decades. Three million, I think, he shared when he was here. That's right. Three I forgot million, that number. Three million people. And that's something. All because of... God instilling hope in his heart that he could get Bibles into East Berlin, that he could find clean water for people in Uganda, that he could adopt children in the Philippines or Romania or Uganda and that find sponsors for them. And, and he said there were some very dark times. He and I have gone out a few times. We, we're, we're friends as well. And he's had some dark times. Mm-hmm. But it was the hope that helped him to continue on. And that is... When people of faith have hope, they continue to work for the betterment of others. Yeah. Even when it doesn't look like God is doing much with them, they don't give up that hope. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, this is some good stuff. Yeah. There's more coming. Oh, I can't wait. I, I, guys, we need this sermon series right now. Maybe you do. I know I do. Pastors sometimes preach best what they need to hear most. And, and I'm with you. I try not to watch so much news because it just yeah. makes you kind of drives the hope out of you. And that's something I want you to understand. We're in a battle and the the devil is trying to bring discouragement into your life and try to take away that hope. And God is trying to put that hope into your life. And so by staying close to God, and we're going to be saying more about that over the next several weeks, uh, that light, that hope is going to be more and more yours to have in your life. Great. Thanks everyone for tuning in today. Those of you who are listening to the podcast, thanks to you as well. And again, if you want to see Pastor Don's sermon, you can go to our website, goodsamlv.com, and look for the link there. It's also on our YouTube uh, channel as well, or here on Facebook, those of you watching. And if they want to hear the podcast, where do they go to find Uh, it? Lots of places for the podcast, too. Apple Podcasts is one place, Google Podcasts, or another uh, podcast platform is called Spotify. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find it there. It's Good News from Good Sam. If you type in Good Samaritan uh, Lutheran Church in Las Vegas, it should take you to that as well so lots of different options and but it's great to have you tuning in and joining us for this second episode of deeper and remember in the future send in those questions um watch the sermon online type in the questions you know it was very helpful to have those questions from jim and lori and the more questions we have the deeper we can go help us understand what you want to know right and we'll do that god bless you all thanks everyone take care bye Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. Again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day.